0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of Fortitude Live, the podcast. I'm your host Ian the Rhino and I'm really excited about this episode. Whenever we get into the episode, I'm going to say it's episode four, but I have the power to make it episode three just because I like it that much and I was ready to release it. So, um, I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. Marcus and I had the chance to go up to North Carolina of all places. Uh, Right around the end of July, beginning of August, and this was a really fun trip. Uh, a couple of our good friends, Joey and Zach, came with us, and we went up to hang out with none other than the Juji Mufu. Um, he's a really cool guy, one of the most genuine guys I've met in the fitness space. Uh, incredibly athletically talented, insane physique, um, knows how to train, knows his nutrition. Also has you know some pretty crazy talents in terms of acrobatics. Does flips, does splits. And he has a really interesting story, and um, that was sort of what we got into with him this episode, was kind of his story and how he came up into the the social media fitness space and, you know, created, you know, his own personal brand and talked about some of the stories and some of the more memorable moments of his career, like when he potentially set, well, not potentially, when he like sort of kind of set his kitchen on fire making an interesting video, you know, having a gym in his, in his kitchen and, uh, you know, a lot of other cool stories. So you'll have to listen to, um, to hear those. So, uh, this episode is brought to you by certified Piedmontese real Nebraska beef. Um, this is by far and large, one of the favorite, one of my favorite brands, uh, that I've ever worked with. And, um, you know regardless of working with them they are an amazing product the the beef is some of the most tender some of the most flavorful some of the most fat free beef and i think you know one of the issues nowadays with uh, when it comes to our protein intake is the quality and the fat content and the calorie content as a result of the high fat content and one of the things that kind of fascinated me about certified Piedmontese was they basically kind of solve all of the problems that most people face when they want to consume red meat, you know, most people are very concerned with all the fat and the calories of red meat cuz maybe they're on a cutting diet so they have, you know, they're trying to lose fat, they're trying to reach a calorie deficit. So they're stuck relying on, you know, all these very much not as, not as digestible sources of protein, like tilapia, chicken, all these things that have, you know, mercury and less micronutrients, you know, the, the animal has been alive for only like, you know, one, two, three months. So like, realistically, how many micronutrients can you accumulate in, uh, in an animal that's eating, you know, farmed feed and, you know, in a low quality environment, not seeing sunlight, not raised as a happy animal, you know, full of stress. And so, one of the things that they do, you know, they, they're, the animal itself is, um, very low in fat. The, the Piedmontese breed of cow actually hails from Northern Italy where, uh, they selectively bred the animal to, um, not have to have an inactive myostatin gene. And myostatin is a gene that basically limits the growth of muscle tissue. So with an in- inactive form of this gene, the, um, the cow itself has much more muscle, much less body fat. The muscle it does have stays more tender. Um, you know, and so because it's such a low fat product, you would expect it tastes taste like a, you know, like a bootstrap. And instead it's, you know, you can cut it without a knife with a butter knife, you know, with no fork or no other hand, you literally just press the butter knife into it and it cuts. And that was one of the most impressive, uh, things that I did whenever I first uh, tried it out for the first time. So if you want to try certified Piedmontese, it's, um, it's probably one of the best experiences eating steak you'll ever have. It's friendly to a cutting diet. It's raised on family farms throughout Nebraska, and they'll probably have to outsource a little bit too because they're growing so much. So currently it's in Nebraska. I wouldn't be surprised if they started expanding to, to other surrounding states soon. Um, it's processed in a, to a very high standard. Um, I'm hopefully going to have the chance to go out there sometime soon and uh, create a little bit of content and see some of their facilities. They just opened a new store in Lincoln. um, They opened a a storefront. They opened up a very nice high-end restaurant. um, And uh, word on the street is that they might be opening up a gym out there. So uh, stay tuned for all things Certified Piedmontese. You can follow them at Certified Piedmontese. Uh, The website is www.piedmontese.com. I would encourage you guys to go look around. Just If you're not going to buy anything, just browse the products, see what they have to offer. Read about the brand. Some of the coolest, most nice genuine people I've ever worked with if you do decide to make an order uh, you can use code fortitude live twenty five for a whopping twenty five percent off your order so I hope you guys you know check that out try that out um you know you can't really go wrong at all with anything you get on their website some of the cuts I'm a big fan of the uh the petite tender obviously the fillet mignon. They have an amazing picanha steak for all my Brazilian and non-Brazilian friends out there. Um, they have uh, 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 sirloin filet. They have grass-fed, non-grass-fed. Um, they have a dynasty cut, which is like the creme de la creme of their cows. Um, they have a, a, for those of you fancy steak connoisseurs, they have a really nice tomahawk. So that. Is, that, <laughs> that tomahawk steak makes a great gift. Uh, for your boyfriend, for your husband, for your, you know, grandparents, for whoever, anyone that loves a good steak will enjoy the heck out of that tomahawk. So without further ado, uh, we're going to lead into the episode. We really, I really hope you guys enjoy this one. If you enjoy the podcast, like, share, subscribe it, post it on Instagram, tag me, tag Fortis, Fortitude Sports Performance, tag at IanTheRhino, um, and share it with your friends. All right. Hope you guys enjoy. Take it easy. I'm okay now. All right. So, we are live, episode four of the Fortitude Live podcast. Is it actually live? We're live right now. The name's Fortitude Live, and we're live
1: with the famous Juji Mufu, a.k.a. John Call.
0: One of the most unique people I've come across since delving into this whole internet, people across the world, personalities, interesting people he does flips he does lifts he makes jokes he He does splits with a barbell Um, and he
1: makes a mean steak
0: and he can handle mad amounts of caffeine like it's no other (laughs) it's not that much it's not that much you just (laughs) like me joking on you the The interventions uh, next podcast don't worry we'll save it (laughs) insane cold tolerance heat tolerance heat tolerance human tolerance he's put I mean, up with us for three days oh, you guys
2: true. i'm not putting up with you guys <laughs> okay cool I, I didn't even think about it that way yeah. i put up with some people though really oh yeah so we- <laughs> i can't t- i can't talk about that though. <laughs> but yeah
0: i put up with some people here as yeah, guests i'm sure i'm sure he's, you're
2: very welcoming so like, you've been super welcoming
1: guys so i want to say thanks on behalf yeah, of yeah, all of yeah, us yeah. for having us here we,
0: we've had the pleasure of coming up to north carolina things have started to settle post-covid and we wanted to get out of miami and get on a vacation or whatever you'd call it a liftcation um and you know we networked with you guys and set this up and came up and it's been a blast so far day one we maxed our deadlifts and made tons of gains and did hypertrophy workouts and feeder workouts and (laughs) ice baths and i forgot we
2: did a basement workout and, and, and
0: yesterday we proved that we were fitter than children and some in some instances and in other instances
2: I, was, I don't think
1: i passed in i some think he in ins- gave me a participation award <laughs> in some instances
0: we were we were forced to look inwardly at ourselves as athletes and question if we need to do more sit ups in our lives or <laughs> or um, running <laughs> the
2: sit up test was a, it was pretty surprising guys we yeah. did the uh, presidential fitness test for what a fifth grader would have to do to pass the <sighs> uh, mile run sit and reach shuttle run Pull ups, curl ups. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The- For curl ups is the new age that's the progressive politically correct term for Mm sit-ups I wonder
1: why they would change that curl-up makes no sense that's
0: what we
2: used to call it back in school really? we used to call them curl-ups yeah back in the south I think it's a southeastern thing
1: yeah we grew up they called it sit-ups in Tallahassee
2: yeah but Florida's different Florida's not the
1: south people don't even think Florida's part of the United States anymore people (laughs) think that's like the bastard (laughs) steps Florida and Texas are gonna annex they're just like please kick them out we'll take like Puerto Rico or something
0: their own country but yeah and the fact that there's No push-ups on the test kind of bothers my ocd it's like it's like having five red things and a blue thing right next to it it's like it kind of just gives you that that itch that you can't scratch you know yeah you ever yeah anyways so yeah we did that <laughs> it was great and then we did some strongman lifts today and yeah. some more got a mad pump and measured it for time yeah in a, in a barn saw how much blood we could manipulate our lats and pecs and <laughs> <laughs> met some cats and
1: who won today by the way
0: the, the what?
1: you won. Uh, dude, you won I you won. The unanimous consent, like, and everything.
2: I knew the trick. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you guys did. Uh, the trick to getting the biggest chest pump is also to pump the back. And I saw everyone else pumping their back, too. But well, I don't know why it works better for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're I've... just a pro.
0: Okay. I think, because, <laughs> I'll take it. I think because you have the least amount of body fat, and we had the most amount of body fat, and it's not like blood's going into body fat blood's only going into muscle tissue so you just expanded oh like a, it could be yeah like a balloon yeah. like that's the only thing i can think of and like,
2: for the human balloon <laughs>
0: yeah <there's laughs> balloon over there, yeah
2: instead of the pump being uh compressing against a layer of uh fatter skin there's just nowhere else to go except for outward
0: so since coming up here one of the really cool things we've noticed is all of the amazing stuff you're doing to the place. I think we're the first people that have been up here since you started all this construction. Now, what exactly do you have? What kind of madness is going on, is about to happen here? Yeah, so
2: I live on a three-acre lot now. That's big. Yeah, congrats on buying the house. It's great. Yeah, yeah the house beautiful. is beautiful. It's a neat little house. It's cute. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's got a hell of a lot of land in the back. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's fairly isolated enough where there's enough things i can you know, we were all yelling and stuff today you uh-huh. know uh what are the neighbors going to do oh there's a bunch of guys cheering okay <laughs> call yeah. the police yeah. you know it's n- nothing bad is going to happen but yeah. it's a great little lot but it's uh you know developing for you know different type of poly athletes that might visit you got a in, that in- ground trampoline we mm-hmm. dug a hole for that we're gonna put that in soon we had a strongman walkway we all enjoyed that today yes we did yeah we uh, got a cool. sand pit for flips um we were putting up a new gym we got a barn gym right now which is going to be turned into a strongman gym so mm-hmm. it's just we'd like to do a little bit of everything and work with the best of you know everyone from the different corners of you know
1: strength sports yeah so what are you gonna do? the big gym is the one we saw them grading and putting all the gravel yeah down they're fast weren't they that was it was, it was amazing it was how fast they worked yeah yeah incredible you'll see the backhoe in the back of all of our videos they're from the first are experts day
0: at moving earth yeah <laughs> very very uh intelligent and rapid earth movers <laughs> that's true yeah. all right that's yeah i saying so what's going to be in that gym
2: down there that one is going to be a four thousand square foot gym which is going to have but the reason it's so big is because i'm putting a plow floor in it which is you know what gymnasts use for mm-hmm. their floor routines mm-hmm. it's just enough spring uh just to give you the chance to do moves you know, that maybe I mean,
0: the ground couldn't
2: yeah you can't really get the same rebound on ground now it's not like a trampoline
0: no yeah, nowhere
2: near that you know but it's just enough to where it feels a little bit better you know what i mean where you can actually do things are there
0: actually springs in the yeah, floor yeah spr- really?
2: it's what a plywood what plywood floor is it's a uh, spring it's spring sandwiched between uh they're sandwiched between two layers of plywood and mm-hmm. then you have either carpet bonded phone on top carpet bonded foam on top or you have uh different layers of type of carpeting depending on how spongy you want it you know so cheerleaders use it gymnasts yeah. use it um there's no way you know you see what a gymnast does on their tumbling pass and uh-huh. routine in gymnastics it's you go from one end of the corner to the next yeah. it's about 52 meters i think or 30 meters i don't know but anyways it's just like okay double layout you're not gonna see someone do that yeah. on, on grass okay. yeah <laughs> you know, maybe one person, two people yeah, in the world, but yeah. some of the other convoluted passes they do—you yeah. need that type of floor to do it. So that's why the space is so big. In do the you gym.
1: put gym equipment in there at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay,
2: so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not-, not just for the plyo floor.
1: Oh, so. Is the for going to be the whole gym, or is it going to be part of the Half,
2: gym? right? It's going to be about a third. third. Oh, oh, okay. So you're talking about like uh, 900 uh, to 1,200 square feet of it. it is going to be covered with the floor, and then you're going to have a bunch of bodybuilding equipment, full dumbbells, mirrors, powerlifting equipment, mono, wow. uh, competition bench, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Some cardio equipment. It would be well-rounded out uh, gym, you know.
0: So you're literally turning these three acres into an athletic complex. Athletic playground. Wow. Uh-huh
2: that's kind of unheard of
0: are you going to keep it private
2: yes i can't run a business here interesting it's, it's my house that's <laughs> the thing people yeah you know when i started doing a lot of construction I'm yeah. getting a lot of messages from people like so when can i come yeah. you know i'm ready to come are you gonna have membership you yeah. know it's like this is my house yeah <laughs> you know i understand that it's it looks extravagant from your point of view that it, yeah. this guy's building a four thousand square foot home gym but yeah. you know uh yeah it's you know some people buy lots of cars and some people build a warehouse in their backyard put gym equipment in it and have a lot of visibility on the internet. doesn't mean you can come over and work out you know
0: (laughs) interesting now this is obviously how long has this been like a dream of yours um so i start you know (laughs) when did you get like the sparkle in your eye happen for you to kind of like come up with this when you're just like you know what i'm gonna do that you mean like build of an athletic playground? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I
2: started working out in my parents' garage um, about 12 years into my training. You okay. know, I used to work out gyms. Okay. You know, gyms, gyms, gyms. I never thought anything else. And when I started lifting weights in my parents' garage, I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. You can yell and throw chalk around and can film stuff really easily. And then we moved to an apartment. We got a dining room apartment, gym. You know, I was, turned our dining room into a gym. I that. It was one hundred and fifty square foot. Yeah. And dude, when you opened the door, wait, that,
1: whose whose apartment was that?
2: That was our apartment. That was mine and Sam's.
1: Okay, so that was the original because that's where I first saw you. Yeah, it was
2: lifting in your apartment and all the crazy
1: videos. Yeah. You had your kitchen right there. Yeah. How did they, you, I got to ask? How did they let you do that?
2: Who who the people the, the people. landlord?
1: How did your landlord let you put? They a followed bar-
2: me on Instagram.
1: But how did they let you put a barbell? And a a, a squat rack and and everything in there. It's not disturbing
2: anyone. It's just crazy. I know. It was great when people would deliver packages and open up the apartment and be whoa. (laughs) Open the door up and there's like a gym inside. They're like, this is cool. So they let you. They were cool with you putting that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you just snuck it in. The only time we got a noise complaint, actually, was when I had my friend come over and lift weights. And I told him. He was an Olympic lifter. I were you like, on
0: the second floor?
2: No, I was on the first floor. Okay, yeah, but, yeah. Funny. We made jokes about being on the second floor. My fr- I was told my friend, "You can't drop the weight. That's the only thing." He's an Olympic lifter. He's used to dropping weights. Fucker dropped the weight uh, really yeah. hard. I told him, "Stop! You can't do that, man!" Like he I probably killed I, someone's you know, goldfish. I know you just want to. <laughs> I know you want to dump this back squat, but just just wow, let, let me spot you were, or squat. use this. Yeah. Dump it on a back squat. He dumps oh, it again. God. Next morning, I, I see a note on my door that says, there's been a complaint about you dropping heavy weights from your neighbor. Please report to the front. You know what I mean? I'm like, fucking dude. I, you know, I've been working at her and for he a year. You can't ruin squat. this for me because you want to dump a 315-pound back squat. You so, dumb shit. Someone <laughs> had
0: given someone a gift of a beta fish, and they had it on the corner of their coffee yeah. table, and that dropped a back squat and... Beta Bob the beta fish just I mean he just like <laughs> yeah he just it's like carpet. I
2: had that beta fish for, for a year I thought I was going to lose it but no the only t- <laughs> uh, some, some, one funny thing Marcus. Uh, I did a video where I set fire to the kitchen in the apartment I think yeah. I remember that yeah with the gasoline and the <laughs> yeah. coffee maker yeah And I knew they followed me on Instagram at this apartment place. And I did not go up front to pick up my packages for a week because I was thinking they're going to...
1: Was that Chimera Coffee? Yeah, it was the
2: Chimera Coffee ad. (laughs) I I was like, I don't want to pick up my packages from the front office because they're going to say something about me setting fire to the kitchen in that video so i waited it out i was like kind of cool you know and then i finally when i wanted to pick up the packages they're very quiet <laughs> and then they handed me the packages they're usually friendly like, hey john yeah, yeah. yeah. they're very quiet they hand me packages and this she said john I said yeah yeah you know we follow you on instagram right I said, yeah yeah no she says be careful that's all she said It's like Thank you. <laughs> Ugh, let me go, please. Yeah, I, I was, I'd never set fire to it again. But <laughs> was it an accident? Or was it on purpose? It was on purpose for a video, bro. <laughs> Wait, yeah, like,
0: what were the What was the flammable contents?
2: Oh, uh, uh, ethyl alcohol. Uh-oh. It did get a little out of hand. I had to I, like <laughs> use the towel, and the fire alarm started going off. It was pretty crazy. But you know, I didn't actually put any of that in the video. But yeah, yeah. uh lifting weights in my dining room. Mm. And then uh, it was so great to have the freedom to be able to film things I wanted to and work out when I wanted to. You go pee right over here, go cook and stupid superset your squats with your kitchen. You know, it was great. And then we moved to, uh, you know, North Carolina and we got a detached. Uh, oh, that was back in Alabama. Uh, that was in Alabama, yeah. Really? The dining room apartment gym was oh, in Birmingham, okay. Alabama. Uh, okay. Uh huh. And when we moved. So- to-
1: I guess one thing we wanted to get get at when we we, mm-hmm. we talked about having you on the podcast is like I don't know your story and I bet a lot of people don't. You're just the crazy guy in the horse mask on Instagram <laughs> yeah. that can do a split with a barbell above his head and also can back squat huge numbers yeah. and do all this crazy stuff. So I would love to hear your story Dude. and like how did you get here as an athlete that can do all of this crazy stuff. Did
0: Did you just decide one day, like shit? I love doing flips. I'm going to film it because I think people think this shit is cool, and like I love lifting and like bodybuilding too. So like, why not be a jack guy that can do flips? It was or, it like, was it was that, but like with seven years
2: in between everything you okay. said in that sentence. So, like
0: what? Like what? Maybe for those of you listening, like, what gear? Kind of would you like give us a timeline?
2: Like what? Sure. So I started uh... Doing taekwondo and then you know I transitioned into tricking, which is the acrobatic stuff. Was this like when you were a teenager? Or? Uh, I started tricking when I was 15. Okay, I'm 34 now. Okay, so you know it was you know 90 late 90s? Or? Uh, I started working out in 1999. Okay, yeah. So I'm tricking 2000. in 2000, okay. and then uh, you know after three or four years of doing that, I found out that lifting weights uh, really made me more explosive athlete, like squatting sure. and deadlifting. And then when I started doing that my tricks got really good you like really good way more explosion more power yeah but the problem is i really liked lifting weights <laughs> and i thought you know theoretically if this is stronger these tricks will just keep getting better <laughs> you just thought it
0: was going to be linear <laughs>
2: yeah well when i loved lifting weights that much it took away from my tricks and mm. then i started to put on some size too yeah, yeah. you know cuz you could put on some size with squats and deadlifts you know even if you're not eating you know that much you're yeah. still putting on lean tissue over course, time nutrient partitioning yeah yeah so i started to get bigger and my tricks together get harder but you know i'd balance things out and mm. finally when i was about 26 you know this is you know 11 years after starting doing this that's kind of at my peak already you know yeah. i'd already like this is like my peak i'm tired of working out like two or three hours a day you know like this uh, is all i think uh, about yeah and people don't even think i work out i look Mm -hmm. like a normal person sure so and i knew you know i've always been fascinated bodybuilding i knew all the famous Mm -hmm. bodybuilders i ate like a bodybuilder Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i never trained like them i was like isolation exercises aren't for me and i was just thinking you know what if i put some size on If i just do a little bit of bodybuilding methodology because you know it might be fun it might be cool i blew up because i knew how to do it i just never did it and i had this huge strength and athletic background Mm -hmm. to back me up so i just blew up in size real quick just doing some tricep pushdowns and curls and eating some more i was like holy shit this works you know and then i liked it (laughs) (laughs) i like that it's like everywhere i go now people are asking me where I work out, yeah. if I could train them. Yeah. Uh, are you a trainer? You know, people just started treating me a lot. You know, people never really treated me bad. But yeah. God, when you look like
0: this, yeah. everyone's nice to you. Yeah, they, Their, yeah, their yeah. whole, per, I would say for me personally, like when I started getting into working out, like, and even up until now, it's like, I don't I, like if you go to Costco, I went to Costco one time and I had six different people call me boss and I'm like I'm not your boss. Yeah. <laughs> see it's, it's the, you know that's nice. It's yeah. it's a
2: good feeling yeah. and people you know business or relationships networking socializing anything's just better when You know, people can see and respect that and understand what it takes to get that. And if you're a nice guy, I'm nice. I think I'm nice. If you're a nice guy, too, you back it up. You're not just a weapon walking around. They realize you're a friendly person. Then it's just like double whammy. People just treat you nice. And I thought that was really cool. You know, like cool biceps and a a smile. You know, anyone's going to be nice to you. It
1: changes the social dynamic in every interaction in your life in this very weird way. And especially, I mean, I'm a rather large dude now. Yeah. And... I wasn't that way years ago when I started lifting. And I, how how I, big
0: were you back in, like, give us, how big were you, like, a few years back, Marcus?
1: So, I started working out when I was 15. I'm 28 now. And I probably started in, like, 170s back then. I just, I was, like, a little anxious, skinny, insecure, pudgy kid with long red hair.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I was red <laughs> hair, long red hair. Where'd your red go? i don't know man it changes in the summer but it's mostly gone but i looked at these magazines and that was the days of like phil heath and jay cutler when they were the biggest bodybuilders in the world and you saw Dexter jackson on the covers and all this stuff and i'm like i don't know what that is but i want to look like that and i slowly got into different barbell Mm. sports and you know i you know when i started powerlifting i was like 250 pounds and i was Mm. like Two, four years ago two forty, two fifty, yeah, yeah yeah was my first meet is a 242 and then slowly i just you know i kept i, I have never stopped going through prep cycles until this year until yeah. covid hit
2: yeah
1: so i just kept gaining weight and you know, i kind of rested here at about 300 pounds and this is a pretty like normal competitive weight for me yeah but it, it, you know, my point is like it changes the way people interact with you it either gives you some respect so they see a big guy or they see a guy that's muscular and like oh there's some like Understood respect and the way that they've lived their life mm-hmm. and treated themselves and approached things. And in business, I've noticed it garners like a certain amount of unsaid respect. And mm-hmm. then in your personal life, it's like people treat you differently, and but it's th- not necessarily a bad thing, it's just it comes with the territory of occupying more space in this world. And like you said, John, like being a nice dude, because if you're an asshole. People are just not going to like you, you because you're also a big dude. Yeah, yeah it's going to make it worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like it's a double-edged sword. And you like have to kind of
1: go your way to be nice. Yeah,
2: you do. And that's the problem with uh, being larger or, or more muscular like that is, you know, uh, you could easily come off the wrong way and people already have the stereotype that they're bullies. You know, yeah. So you have to put on this happy face when you don't want to. Yeah. I walk around sometimes when I'm like super focused in the grocery store. Like, you know, I can go through normal, but sometimes, some day, you know, come on, I'm human. Yeah, you know, some sure. days I'm just like, I fucking don't want to be here. Sure. I want to get through, and I'm moving fast. Yeah and sometimes i'll actually use it to my advantage i'm like i know people are just going to see me and be move out of my way you know what i mean because i yeah. just want to get through this place but yeah. you know if i'm trying to make a connection or i'm just saying hi to a cashier or something i don't want to ruin their day and yeah. be nice to them you know
0: yeah. and it's always the cashiers
2: that want to talk to you right? they have the hard job though man yeah, they, being yeah, a cashier is not easy that's rough they that always either. deserve to be treated well
1: yeah. yeah well everybody in that position does i mean listen no, almost nobody in this world deserves to be treated like Like they're less than you of course you should at least give people common respect yeah you don't know what the person's going through and what their day's like they're having issues especially right now man most most of the world is suffering in a very weird way Mm -hmm. so i think it's probably a good time to be extra sensitive to like this unsaid event that's happening across the world in people's lives not just COVID, but people's lives and how they're responding to it and their part in it because you know it's you know it's ruining some people's life's work and yeah anyways we want to get back to your story so <laughs>
0: yeah i'm so you keep, keep going so you love tricking you got into bodybuilding you started lifting you blew up in size and people like people started perceiving you differently you thought that was really cool at what point did you say did you say like Damn, this is pretty cool. I'm gonna start making videos and stuff about this. I'm gonna make a website. Like, man, I've been I've had a web-
2: website since 2002. Really? Yeah, I was making videos back then. That's a thing, though. Really? 2002? Yeah, dude, I was posting videos online since then. So I owned a uh, a tricking community, a forum with 10,000 members. This is before YouTube, Facebook, any of that ever existed. We would have to post videos on servers. We would even have yeah. to rent out our own server space or have a friend that had a server they could donate space to. Mm-hmm. So you could. Uh, upload your f- file to it and then you would paste the link and right click save target as is zip file or an e.g. how long did it take to upload files on dial-up connection oh man i <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't remember. i can remember yeah you you'd download a an eight megabyte video and it'd take half an hour or something wow. I, think I remember yeah you go on these websites you download some tricking videos yeah, and it's it probably take pixelated you. and oh man <laughs> You didn't even realize how bad that crap looked until. (laughs) You you have that noise coming through the dial up modem the whole time oh man that's <laughs> I funny aol yeah that's actually how i got my name jujimufu as i was trying to make an really? aol screen name and everything was taken so i was trying to pick all these dbz names like piccolo or goku you know because i've watched dragon ball z back then or something it's like oh if i put goku it's like goku four hundred eighty four thousand seven hundred fifty four. that's because that <laughs> many people had registered the name <laughs> goku and they were okay yeah. with the number it's like i don't want a number on my damn name so i sat there for a half hour and jammed out a bunch of crap until i was just like jujimufu I'm I'm done. I give up, and it's just like oh, log me in. Right, I guess I'm Jujimufu now. You know, I started <laughs> really? using that name. opened a website with that name, but really? yeah. So I was posting videos back then, and that's one of the primary motivators for me since the very beginning. Was you know originally I got a video camera to film my tricks because that's the, that's training. You need video feedback. Yeah, of course. You know, weightlifting and, and bodybuilding. You know, I'm not taking anything away from it, but mm. you just don't need the video feedback mm. as much as you do when you do flips and stuff. Yeah. You need to see what you it's look more like. More dynamic. Yeah, but you know, also when you get that footage, you share it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. yo, you're yo, like, oh, dude, check I just it out. Did this crazy thing. They're yeah. not going to believe yeah. you. In this I just <laughs> made this cool video with music, and it's got this cool metal track to it. It's like a montage of like all these moves I've been doing this yeah, summer. Yeah. You know, I got better. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! Is this nuclear summer?
2: that's yeah it was that type of stuff those type of videos you know that was back in 2010 me and Antoine
0: I literally remember that was I think that was the first time I saw you guys do anything was when I went I w- it was a CrossFit gym actually but it was more of like a bodybuilding CrossFit gym that mm-hmm. that exists like a cross between the two it was just a bunch of dudes like lifting weights pumping iron like yeah like drink beer whatever and one of my buddies they brought up this video and they're like yo you haven't seen that and i'm like no i'm, I'm like 20 21 it's like eight or nine years ago it was probably like 2011 or 2012 uh-huh. and they're like "Go show them nuclear summer and <laughs> I, I saw it and it's like you guys doing flips in the field and like antoine's has the gas mask on and then someone's doing pull-ups and blood's coming out of your yeah. mouth and i'm like this is the most in- like ridiculous but awesome thing that I've, I've like that i've seen in like a long time and uh and i was like and then from then like i knew you guys were Mm -hmm. Uh, and so anytime i I was like oh yeah those are the guys from the video and then you know
2: yeah yeah we Mm -hmm. made those videos for a long time you know and uh you You, know youtube was around back then i didn't actually start using youtube for i was late to the social media train that was Uh, was the thing you know i've been making videos stupid funny videos funny videos too like really like that was a really funny video you yeah. know a lot of funny videos good training videos for years and uh i had a website you know the yeah. whole time and i was like oh i'm gonna open up uh instagram uh f- so people from my website can go to instagram <laughs> you know <laughs> people on my website can go to youtube you know and then i was like oh, i think i have this backwards <laughs> you know so I started posting on instagram more when was that uh, 2014 okay. i opened wow. an instagram account yeah and i had about you know i grew my account from zero to i think like three thousand followers over the course of like gosh almost a year you know i posted okay you know regularly uh-huh. and then i posted uh, a, a picture of me doing the splits was the first time, you know, I posted a picture, uh, you know, I could do that. I just never posted a picture of it. You know, Oh, in my living room did splits. Holy shit, this has got a lot of likes.
0: People just didn't think people would care about it and then you put <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, I
2: just and... put it up there. I was like, this has got a lot of likes. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it with, uh, let's do something else with it. So I did it with weight. <laughs> you know, I, I did it with plates <laughs> in my hand. I did a video of me like with these weight plates in my hand. Were you on the ground doing and it? I was in the chairs. Okay. Oh, the chairs. Okay. That video performed really well. Yeah. I was like oh, shit, there's people like this, okay? <laughs> so then I was like, I'm going to one-up it again. So I got it in the next video, like two weeks later, after my groin had recovered because it's just hard <laughs> on your body. It's like maxing out on a lift, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Two weeks later, I do it with a one dumbbell over my head that's like 75 pounds, oh, you know, God. one-handed dumbbell, chair split, that video did... Really well, yeah. like even it's like that was the top performing video. I just kept one upping myself. I was like, okay. Two <laughs> weeks later, I did it with a barbell with a hundred pounds, and then it went viral, and that was it. That was the start of it all. How yeah. fast did you grow from that video? So I went from like you know three thousand to a couple more thousand followers pretty quick with the huh. new chair split videos, and huh. then that video I got like thirty thousand followers in one day. Oh so I went from God. like God. you know. 6,000 to 36,000 followers and over the course of the next uh, five months you know I got up to 100k
0: and that was in like 2014 2015 2015, yeah that 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 would I feel like the equivalent of that nowadays would be like someone going from like 5,000 to like 500,000 and like
2: I don't know it was easier back then
0: yeah and actually it was a lot easier to get followers
2: back then it's saturated now it's so hard to go viral now so it was a lot easier back then it really was
1: i think i still have like that thread between us mm-hmm. i shared that video with him i was like look at this guy <laughs>
2: 2015 yeah wow and and, and uh like now I'm <laughs> living now right. you're laying on my couch with my cat's blanket on top of you just like <laughs> listening to this I us do a podcast yeah it's cool what, wait, this was so. This was back in
1: Alabama when you yeah. had that. We had the home gym in the apartment. right? Yeah, I had
2: the apartment. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Because I
1: remember it back then. The videos I used to see when like, and I I got on Instagram in like 2012. So I, somehow I picked you up way back then when I was first getting into like weightlifting. Sure. Weightlifting, like. Olympic weightlifting, when I used to do that. Yeah. I remember you back then with all the crazy, like, I don't remember what you did with the coffee, but there was something that stuck in my mind about this insane coffee sponsor you had. I you remember just, yeah.
0: you doing coffee shots with people around the table, and a couple fun? of them yeah. were yeah. really hot. One yeah. of them was hot, a hot yeah. shot. But, yeah. Uh, was it, really it was funny. nuts
1: it was like nothing i've ever seen before i mean the chair splits were like nothing i i still haven't seen anything yeah. like that i don't think the world has but the coffee thing stuck back in my head for some reason and i have a memory of you lighting your kitchen on fire
2: <laughs> This is funny it's just I- like who is this guy what is he what is wrong with him
0: so when you were doing all these videos <laughs> i'm
2: glad you like those Marcus. <laughs> they're fun to do yeah
0: when you were doing all the when you were doing these videos did you have like an end goal in your mind where you're just like hey this is funny a lot of people like to see this and you just enjoy So you're just doing you're just having fun that was it yeah so
2: um yeah i'd always make like i said you know from the very beginning i always make videos and like to share them and stuff but now it's like i'm on a platform where yeah. instead of getting you know you know 20 comments on a forum thread I was getting 2,000 comments yeah. on one post that took 15 seconds. And the thing about Instagram that was really cool back in the day, and it's still cool, is the platform has, uh, you know, when we used to make videos for websites and post them and share them with people, this was like, you'd, share, you'd save up footage and make a really good video over the course of a year or two, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'd come back out of nowhere and be like, I'm back. Look what I've, I've upgraded <laughs> myself, you know? Yeah. Now on Instagram, it's like, you only get 15 seconds shit, I guess I could do something real quick. I'll just set fire to this thing. And then, you know, it's like instant gratification. It was addicting. Like, oh, you only have to post like a a quick clip or something? Okay. You know, it was easy for me because I came from making really hard long edits to like, okay these really short versions of the same type of shit that i like to make to amuse myself with to get a rise out of so people you know
1: was that that was like the genesis you wanted to amuse yourself right like yeah. you just thought this shit was hilarious yeah it's just
2: like oh this is you know that's that's part of the reason i did the chair split video to begin with was i had to, when i had the idea to do, i don't know why i didn't think to do it with a barbell mm. before i thought to do it with plates and a dumbbell or something <laughs> like, like the- when i thought to do it with the barbell it's like Oh wait, I've never seen someone do this. Uh, I have to do this before anyone else does this. This is very important. So I raced to recover my groin real quick (laughs) and and got it all set up and like within a week I had done the video. I was like, I have to do this before because I
0: didn't want to be someone beat me to the idea. Like what if they saw your video and got the idea and then anything could
2: happen. Yeah. I was like, gosh, you know. And a lot of the funny videos I come up with are like, I'd never seen that. I don't want someone else to do it before me know maybe they have but that's pretty bold though like what? think about
1: somebody putting themselves out there like that like i'm gonna put myself in a chair with a barbell over my head and do a split like that's unheard of yeah like so that's i mean it's just cool to see the creativity that comes out of you and like now what you and tom do is like every new video i'm just blown away by how creative it is and like that's <laughs> where it came from is you just wanting to entertain yourself so yeah so,
0: so this whole time you're making all these videos you're having fun are you you're probably working along with that right yeah like you're yeah. having a balanced life and you're training mm-hmm. and all this sort of thing at what point did you say whoa like i could actually start making money from this
2: yeah that's a good question <laughs>
0: I, I mean like, was there was spec- the, f- the first thing i got was a coffee
2: sponsorship they're like it was so 300 th- a month yeah. for three feed posts a month uh-huh. you know so and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm actually making money doing this. Yeah. And then a Fit Expo picked me up. Is like, we'll pay you $500 for a weekend if you come here. I'd wear myself out ragged, picking people up and doing stunts all weekend. Yeah. I was like, an animal in a cage <laughs> for like $500. Bucks. But still to me, I was like, that was a lot of money back then. Yeah, I was sure. like, oh, wow. You know, like I'm actually making money doing this now. Because this, this is something I was already doing yeah. for my whole life. This yeah. is something I would be doing anyway. If yeah. I lost. Uh, all my income from this now, yeah. I would still be doing it. Sure. You know, it'd be a different frequency and, and amount yeah. to to what you see now. But yeah. I, this is something I'm going to do anyway. Yeah. You know, so when I things kept going, and then I was like, I'm going to open a web store, uh, a web store, and uh, make a flexibility book. You yeah. know, because I've been working on that. I want to write a flexibility book. I worked on it for a couple of years. Um, got in contact with a guy. That made a pair of pants I really liked. We rebranded them as my own Juji Pants. So I had like a few things in my product line as well. And then when I launched the web store and announced the product, it was the first time on Instagram I ever announced anything that was my own product. Mm-hmm. You know? So at the time I had like 500 600,000 followers. And I was
0: like, oh, this is the first time I'm like launching something that's mine. Those are,
1: those are the stretchy pants you still Yeah. Like? Okay. I
2: still sell them. They're great pants. Are oh, those but, the
0: original pants? Yeah. So it's a f- they just got it right from the get-go?
2: Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's yeah, unbelievable. we haven't changed anything except for colors, you know, for new color drops. But uh, yeah, when I launched it, I made more money in uh, one week than I did it in my entire year at my job. Wow! That, wow. I mean, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. This worked. That was, your, that was your oh shit moment. Yeah, and I kept working my job because I liked my job. So I enjoyed it. What did you it. do, by the way? I was a biotech manager. So uh, I worked for a biotech company that made uh, lab equipment that automated uh, liquid dispensing operations. So okay. basically it's like a microplate, 96, 348 wells. You know, I'm just talking to sound smart, I guess. But You basi- sound very smart. Yeah, basically <laughs> is we just made automation equipment for liquid dispensing equipment for labs. So
1: are you an engineer by trade?
2: or No, no. Uh, you know, when I graduated college, i had a biology degree with a minor uh, in chemistry and i thought i was going to get a lab job but when i put my resume out in the big pool of things a few months later i got contacted by a company that made equipment for lab technicians so i didn't even think about that side of it i was yeah. like oh oh i could be with an equipment company and industry instead of the actual person using the equipment so that's what i did you know i was uh, you know as a technical manager for a biotech company you
1: used to make videos at your job didn't you
2: yeah 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 i remember those mm
1: -hmm. that's hilarious i I, I was like how does he get away with this stuff he's on
2: the job they didn't know who i was man they didn't know anything about me until america's got talent and then i walked into work one day and everyone's quiet around me and then dolores the human resources said (laughs) you know we all saw you on tv john (laughs) everyone's looking at you on your on their computers in their office right now I was like, okay, this is very awkward now. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're Clark Kent. <laughs> wow. I mean, so they, now, now we know who you are. <laughs> did they see all the videos you were posting at work? They started to go down the rabbit hole. Oh, they started no. to Google image uh, and Google the name Jujimufu because they had never heard that word before. <laughs> so everyone at my workplace is going through that shit. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but...
0: Can what an odd experience? Can you imagine like working with people, and then all of a sudden you found out like the you're quiet like, guy that you're just like, does his own thing. Is that John
2: with the horse mask? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. like,
0: huh? Is he running through the parking lot with a barbell? <laughs> Is that Quiet John, like doing like that runs the thing? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. They're
2: like the Dolores was like we knew you were like into working out and fitness and stuff, but we didn't know you were that good. <laughs>
1: How did you get on America's Got Talent? I you know it was actually pretty
2: easy. They just called me on the phone i was like how'd you get my number you know like yeah we're america's got talent scouting we want you to uh skip national tryouts and just go straight to judging auditions which is like you know that's like skipping a lot of the steps to yeah. get down to the first 200 people yeah. two or 300 people all we want you to do is just send us a, a, a what you might do in a routine oh my god it was the stupidest video i've made i went out to a field and I did a flip and then I said okay now I'm going to pick up a barbell here I, I like worded it out and I motioned it I didn't actually do any of the things in my routine I'm going to do this here and then walk over here I'm going to do this here and I got in the chairs I said okay I'll do the splits for you I do the splits I took a water bottle and I was like I got a water bottle and I threw it on the ground or something I was like it's really dumb like proof of concept <laughs> and I sent it to the scout he's like we love it oh we love it I'm coming to Pasadena <laughs> so I going to Pasadena and like April 2016 and do America's Got talent and i got down to the judge cuts which is 80 people left in the season and i got eliminated at that round you know really yeah it was pretty rough Uh, we'll pass on that story but (laughs) not because uh uh i did a poor job but because no one knows how hard it is to be a talent on an audition show (laughs) the way they treat you oh my god dude so
1: they weren't they weren't like kind of respectful it's like
2: being in detention in school for seven days straight and then you have to do your routine Warm up for it at 7 p.m., and they keep telling you to stay warm until 3 in the morning.
1: Oh, my oh, God. What? Yeah. Can you imagine doing you that a piloting me? You yeah. got
2: it. You got a PR and deadlift. 7 o'clock. Get ready, Marcus. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. 7 o'clock. Okay, Marcus, you're, you're, you get pushed down, and they keep doing this until 3 a.m. 7.30 comes around, and I'm at home in bed. <laughs> I was the last person to compete that night. They come told me on. to start getting warmed up at seven. My routine was fucking hard, dude. My routine was like one of the hardest routines I could come up with. And they told me to stay warmed up for it and for what, how how many hours is that? I don't know. You had been exhausted. I was dead. <laughs> it pissed. I was dead, dude. Yeah. I still did the hardest parts. I just tripped on a chair in my routine. You know, it's like, yeah. I got back up and just finished it yeah. off. I was like, yeah, of course I'm not going to go to the next round. Damn. You hours. Know? That sucks. Uh, yeah. It was a <laughs> rough experience. But, you know, it was funny. After America's Got Talent, I would walk into a gas station in, like, the country, and some yeah. old dude would go, Oh, I saw you on TV. Yeah. You did the splits, didn't you? I was <laughs> like, That dude does not even have a phone. <laughs> and he knows who I am right now. That's You're his cool. super.
1: Superhero, though.
2: Yeah, but that was a funny phase for that one summer and fall. I was getting recognized in public by, like, people that would never follow yeah, <laughs> me yeah. on Instagram. Probably, it was an awkward experience. You're probably, like,
0: the only person on the show that didn't go up there and sing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, every, I feel like those shows, it's just a new person singing or playing an instrument. Yeah,
2: it's like, is this a singing show or a talent show anymore? I don't know, but...
0: I've never watched it in my life.
2: I would I, I don't
1: think I've had cable <laughs> no. for, like, the last... 10 years yeah i haven't seen anything on tv unless it goes to streaming services so all right so you're back in 2016 and now obviously you're doing well for yourself you're still working by a ton of
0: exposure from america's like how do you
1: go from there to suddenly you're building this epic playground in your house (laughs) like what happened between them i was
2: getting torn up because at my job i really i did enjoy my job i enjoyed my coworkers. it afforded me a lot of free time and I was able to actually do a lot of things at work that actually, like, build my website and my yeah. stuff. I took long lunch breaks to work out. I was able to eat when I wanted to. So it was nice, and they treated me well, and they gave me a lot of freedom. But, uh, you know, I was like, it's costing me more to continue working this job than, than it might be. You know, maybe... Maybe it's actually hurting my my quote unquote side fitness business. So mm. I was torn up about like throwing away a perfectly good source of income for something that seems unsure. But I sat down on a spreadsheet one day and I spent a good four or five hours looking at it, and I was like, "It makes no sense to continue working my day job at this point. Like it is actually costing me money
0: because it's the, what you could have been putting into your yes, thing and what it, yeah you
2: we're projecting, and, and it was true, you know, and I... You know, I quit, and most people are like, oh, you're going to be nervous for a while after you quit your job. I was very nervous until I handed in the paper to resign. Right afterwards, I was like, oh, it's the best decision ever. Like, yeah. immediately I felt better. Interesting. You know, it was a little different from what per- usually people tell you their story about quitting their job. And then, you know, and then I'm done. And then 2017, you know, it just so happens that Tom contacted me. uh uh-huh like four days after I quit my job out of the blue. I hadn't talked to him in like five years really? and he was a filmmaker in New York and uh, working with, you know, people that made films. He's like, Hey, uh, okay. you know, I noticed you're doing really well on Instagram and I noticed you're trying to post YouTube videos because I was posting three YouTube videos a week for like five months there. It's like, I think you could take your YouTube to the next level. I think we can work together. And, you know, he came and visited and that's that we've been doing it since then as well. So me and him working on the YouTube, me continuing the Instagram and then rounding up my product line on my, on my website and just, you get weird opportunities from brands. And now -hmm. i got new sponsors and,
0: you know, just building up over time, continuing. So that's just been, that's been kind of the grind of the last three or four years Mm -hmm. is just building your accounts and making content and making cool videos. And Mm -hmm. I think, so during this time, you've probably met and networked and collaborated with quite a bit of people and met some really interesting people do you have any like who who would you say like your top two or three trips or collaborations or like people you've met would be like what like interesting stories oh my god (laughs) (laughs) because i know you have some
2: i mean i mean we've worked with like 60 different people Uh i could go in my basement and get the pictures out because we took a picture we took your picture today you marcus every person that's come and visited us we take a picture and i haven't forgotten anyone if i did forget someone when they came back i took it then you know if they came back which i did so ah, so many people just they're so weird just all these different athletes sam you're looking at me from the other room uh just have to make eye contact with me she probably wants to jump into this conversation because sam has to you know when we host people she gets to experience these people as well sure <laughs> so she's probably got her she own probably has some. she's experienced all these stories it's just uh it's weird they're all so different you, you know some of these fitness people like you think it'd be very similar, and there's some similarities, but there's still some things between them that it's just like that's really different. How does this person so, even
1: work? Yeah, so what sets. All right, so here's a. Maybe this is a different question. Yeah, what, may, maybe
2: ask me the question a different way. Yeah.
1: What sets apart somebody that you enjoy having at your house? Because really, this is like from our time here, I can tell you this is a really intimate experience. You just mm-hmm. let people into your home. That's a really special thing, right? So like, yeah. your home is where you film content now, it's where you do everything. So what sets apart somebody that comes here and you're like man i really enjoyed our time with those people or that guy or that woman like as opposed to somebody and you're like i don't know if i'll have that person here again I yeah if i enjoyed that
2: you know it's probably it would be different for anyone uh, but based on my personality, you know, I have my own preferences, of course, you know, I'm very routine based and I have, you know, certain things I like to do a certain rhythm to the day. I like it when people come here and they're fired up to get work done, make content because that's fun. It's not like, Oh, let's just do a bunch of work. You know, what we did today, farmer's carries was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that. That's technically work though. Yeah. You know, I like it when people are like, all right, let's do it. And they're going out and they're getting things ready with us. Not just sitting on their phone on the couch. So they're moving, you know, they're here to to do what what we thought we would do because we'd have a lot of guests that would just come here and you had to drag them from one room to the next. They just like pulling teeth to get them to move. I'm sure. like, this is weird. Um, you know, we have a lot of guests that just don't do their dishes. They don't say thank you when you feed them. I, I try to you know, be a good host of it. Cause sure. I want to, the, my reasoning is, I
0: honestly wasn't expecting that. I, I didn't know yeah. what to expect, but that was, that was really nice. And like, You guys super, kept
2: offering us food and yeah. I'm like, Oh I need my to keep,
0: God, this is unbelievable. <laughs> as, selfish, <laughs> as selfish as it sounds, I need to keep you fed because
2: if you're not fed and you don't feel rested and you're not cool off, you're not hydrated, you're going to feel like shit and you're not going to sure. be able to do things. That makes sense. You know, that's yeah. basically it. Yeah, you know, if you can't sense. do things, no one's having fun. Well, I want you yeah. to have fun. I, want I you did to not do expect things. that. So yeah. like, I know you're just thinking,
1: thank you guys, yeah, both of you of course, so much yeah. for everything that we've been here. Cause it was, that was really cool. And the yeah. sprouts top notch. <laughs> Did you try the sprouts? <laughs> yeah. I think we emptied you guys out and you <laughs> gave us a whole, like, I, I think we both eat the same exactly what you yeah. do back at yeah. home. So now I have a yeah. whole new way to make
2: every meal yeah. with all those
1: seasonings and the yeah. acids you gave us. It was yeah. really cool.
2: It's really cool stuff. Yeah. It's fun. But yeah, you guys have been great guests. Like you, you clean your dishes, you're moving things. Um, uh, Marcus, one thing I saw about you, this is going to sound strange, but at one point you said, I need to do work. And you got in your laptop, and I was like, perfect he's got his own shit going on for a second i can disconnect and go into the other room and take care of something because we have some (laughs) guests that are just like they will follow you like a dog one room to the next and if this is like a four or five day collab where you where you're here for like four or five days in a row and you don't have anything else going on other than Mm -hmm. following walking behind me and just talking to me about stuff Mm -hmm. this gonna drive me nuts man yeah like can you just back off for a second just like take I mean, I know we're here for a while, but I like that kind of like that variety of, okay, this guy's over here for a second. I'm over here for a second. We're back together. We're fed. We're doing work. We're checking in with one each other. All right. You know, it's, it's good experience. Just, you know, I, I know it's,
1: yeah I have plenty of things to try and keep up this is for me and my main business is back home like I've never been busier
0: in my whole life I think we're all managing businesses right now yeah yeah so
2: (laughs) and it's fun to talk about that with people who are doing things like that some guests we get are just straight up strictly athletes they're not trying to monetize it they don't run a business on the side they don't really do anything they might have a, a a knee sleeve sponsor and like a CBD oil sponsor and they're making like $900 a month and that's you know okay they just do a couple posts a month and they just work out you know and Mm -hmm. that's fine if you know that's you get to do your thing and work out and make you happy but you know you have a guest like that over who's just an amazing athlete who doesn't really have much going on
0: like that they are just kind of like sometimes there sometimes to be an athlete you kind of have to keep those all those responsibilities like kind of pushed away otherwise like that being an athlete can't be your focus as much I, I agree
2: with you too yeah sometimes i think man if i wasn't running this business and didn't have these other things going on i could be a lot better athlete but then you know you think about the pareto principle the 80 20 like mm-hmm. you know 80 uh, percent of your results come from 20 percent of your efforts you yeah. know if you could figure out a way to optimize and be efficient with your dealings in every little single thing thing you do you're going to be better off than if you says oh i can't do all that because i'm focused i just gotta be as strong as possible yeah you know if i mean what if your life was more well-rounded mm-hmm. you know what if you had a, a nice uh hot tub and ice cold to recover you know mm-hmm. from at the end of your workout and stuff like that? if you had all these other things set up because you actually were doing things outside of training to get them set up then your training would actually be better yeah you know it's, it's funny
1: th- we were just we just we spent like a good portion of our podcast with joey and zach uh last night on this and we were talking about this exact same thing where there are a lot of people out there that are just focused on fitness and they're so laser focused on that that it almost becomes a detriment to their life because they end up driving themselves into the ground thinking that training is everything and they don't have anything else going on and luckily for you you and myself and ian and Mm -hmm. joey and and zach everybody's diversified in this room in such a way that if you don't do great at training you don't make that lift your your focus is back to the thing at home. You have you have a, a house to clean up. You have a business to run. You have something else to do in your life that's taking that more energy, because you need to have your, I mean, so to speak, irons and many fires, yeah. right? You know, if you don't, if you're just singularly focused on being a businessman, like I could have gone down that path, and I have to an extent, but if I didn't have this whole passion of mine, which is lifting weights and being fit and training with people and having fun, like dude, fuck, I'd be the most boring, miserable person on earth. Yeah. Like, you keep, I, I just think that, in my opinion, being obsessed with only one thing in your life and not creating balance for all the other things that create, like, a holistic, happy life is mm-hmm. a really bad, rough recipe.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. And, and the thing is that coming from a tricking background, tricking is impossible to monetize. Like, I could tell mm-hmm. you, like, Maybe there's a few people that have done it because they got an energy uh, energy company like Energy Can Red Bull to sponsor yeah. them or something, or they've done stunts. But those people, like there's a lot of tricksters who just like they're so focused on just their flips and stuff, and they're trapped in it, you know. And they and that has a very short shelf life. Yeah, strength has a much better strength life. So like Bodybuilding, yeah, much better, better tricking. Like by the time you reach thirty, you're like, whoo, I'm never going to be as good as I was <laughs> when I was. <laughs> Twenty-two, 24
0: can't handle the same impacts and
2: and the, every i'm sorry to say it but it seems like most of my peers that did the tricking thing the same time i did it they're depressed about it now really? they're not happy about it because it never really led anywhere for them yeah. you know they just kind of did it and then they fizzled out and they didn't really integrate it into other things they're doing or they didn't round themselves out enough and they're just kind of like well i did that and i can't do it anymore my ankles fucked my knees are fucked my back is fucked and, uh yeah, so having that as their only thing for a while. And they would push on that because they were getting frustrated, you know, that it wasn't going anywhere. They thought so they just went to, so to dive harder. So you dive harder, you know, and then everything in your life is a mess. Well, because you've become laser-focused
1: on almost like a black hole. We were talking about this exact thing last night, like I said, and it's like you see a lot of athletes out there that they're so focused on being the best powerlifter on the planet, the best weightlifter on the planet. And it's like... It's like, how the fuck do you tell them that, like, I'm sorry, like, this is not going to work for you. Yeah. And the harder you push, the more steps back you take.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. How do you do that, though? You, I don't... Do you, I do not it? I, think, <laughs> I don't
1: think you can. I think it's almost an impossible... It's like somebody running a business that is destined to fail, and they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. There's a really in the business world there's a story of this company called Enron that was an energy trading yeah I remember
2: Enron scandal
1: right so I I just listened to this like seven seven part podcast six part podcast about it and it was like the further they got into the self-dealing business, the further they hid, and they did this thing called hiding losses and these these crazy special purpose entities They wrote off losses, they made money in illegal ways, and they turned the business into this massive money, almost a money laundering business, and a scandal ensued out of it, right? And it's like, the further that the chairman, there was a guy named Kenley who ran the company, and he stepped back, let somebody else take over, and this guy just destroyed everything. When uh-huh. he came back, he was determined to make things work. Well, that guy got convicted of massive fraud he died of a heart attack two months after his conviction it's like he pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed to absolve himself and he died he killed himself due to stress and it's like in the athletics world Mm -hmm. sometimes people need a reality check Mm -hmm. it's like hey man i'm sorry you might not ever be able to achieve that thing but there's a lot of stuff you're good at you have something to offer the world but it might not be a thousand pound squat or it might not be a chair split you know like yeah. john's good at that you're like you're the man at that like you're extremely specialized and I, I think that there's a time and place to train hard but i don't think there's a time and place to sacrifice the rest of your life because it, of something that
0: but it's also work it's also okay to push really hard at something and then, and then step back and notice that another part of your life is lagging. Yeah. And it's okay to recognize that and say, let me put this one thing on hold. I'm not quitting it. I'm not, not that thing anymore. Let me just dial back here and kind of work on these other two things, get them where they're satisfactory, and then I'll come back over to my thing that I really like and I'll start doing that again. And but, then you kind of like work your way around and like you know bring back up these areas and you manage things a little bit intelligently. That's like life and seasonal
2: periodization. That's of basically course. taking cyclical uh, aspects. Everything's cyclical and phase based, mm-hmm. and it's just a sep- you know as an athlete it's cool because uh, you know there's a very apparent way that works in athletics that you mm-hmm. can take and draw an analogy to your life as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that. A lot of people don't see it that way. Instead, what happens is they burn themselves out, Marcus. You know, they keep going after that thing, and then they're forced to just they get knocked out of it, and then they're, oh, we are going to deal with this phase of your life, this part of your life now, and mm-hmm. they don't hit it as hard because they, you know, it's, not, a, it's not on their own terms. It's maybe. not on their own terms, so they're just, like, kind of, like, going through the motions because it's the only thing they can do. Yeah. You know, but if you can if you can see things like, oh, this now, this later, this later, then you can hit yeah. all the different parts – with a hell of a lot of energy mm-hmm. and then before something deteriorates too much you cycle it back in mm-hmm. but you know like you know like it's for the okay. person that's just so focused on that one thing and they just get yeah. destroyed then they're just like they don't actually ever get to hit anything very well to me it's it's a concept of like a ten thousand foot view of your life right yeah like if you have to be self-aware enough
1: and dive deep enough into yourself that you can take a step back and say okay i have these th- five different avenues in my life one of them's my relationship with my wife or fiance your partner, whatever it is. If you're an athlete, one of it's going to be athletics, depending on how important to you that is. You slice up this big pie chart, however mm-hmm. much you want to. And I think the one, the one overriding thing that we've all got in common here is the fact that we've all paid attention to the business side of things and income. And like, mm-hmm. you're not building a four thousand square foot gym if you didn't spend time to create a successful YouTube make a badass business mm-hmm. and teach people things based on something you love and that's like you have to have a very holistic view of your own life and it's almost like stepping back to the 10,000 for a view and you're able to see all these different avenues and apply pressure where you need to and not get burnt out cuz I like what you just said actually John it was like you play life on your terms. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be exhausted on somebody else's terms cuz like imagine you're in a boxing match and you're exhausted because your opponent's just just screwing with you the whole time. You're going to get knocked out. Yeah. It's much better to take life on your own terms and keep things uh, active and, and, and moving ahead how you want them to you mm-hmm. have to be very aware of that
0: how do you, how do you stay away from getting burnout? Uh, I'm not burnt out right now,
2: so I got of to course. figure out how. To <laughs> I feel great right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing really well. I love it every day. I wake up. I'm like, I'm ready to like rock and roll and all this stuff. Is I jump be- in the basement and do a shitload of work on the yeah. computer and like, all right, that's enough. That's a, that's the perfect amount of time. I run out there and do my workouts. Mm-hmm. I got all my meals prepped to count mm-hmm. my calories. I'm on fire right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, is, is it just because you love doing everything so much, or? <sighs> it's i think it's there's certain things that'll burn me out travel will burn me out sure. travel uh in 2019 i had like a fucking mental breakdown in sure. august and in fact uh we were on a trip and i was eating breakfast with tom and uh he goes back up to the room before i do and i came back up to the room he said i bought you a plane ticket home go get an uber to the airport right now i said what happened i said you're fucked up i was like you're not yourself right now. I was like, Yeah. You said this I'm, to Tom. No, this is what he's telling oh, me. Okay. I was like, i was just impressed that he could actually i wasn't trying to i wasn't saying anything i wasn't complaining to him he could read me he just read me and he was right i was like messed up inside i was like i don't know what i'm doing i'm hurt i'm injured we're one day we're doing a strongman the next day we're doing arm wrestling the next day we're doing flips at a gymnastics gym the next day we're gonna do a bodybuilding workout i'm like i'm a shitty athlete at all these things right now because i haven't been home and doing my routine and getting my foundation of like getting my eating right sleep and sleeping and it's just like i and we were just traveling like every other week for like eight months so yeah marcus that would burn me out you know so it's just more about recognizing what burns me out and sometimes it's like, am I just being weak here? Am I just, can I get better at this? But there's certain things after enough time, you just keep doing them. It's travel like, travel is really exhausting. Draws from it's you. like, yeah, that That's one for really me, it's like, there's, there's only so good I can get at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, like, I can do this much, but I have to know where I'm at. It's mm-hmm. not like you're being weak because you're not training nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's because you know your limits. You know, I know my limits on travel now. Yeah. It's like, I could travel about this much and sure. I'm okay. It
0: sounds like you're very in tune with your routine and lifestyle and like what your body needs to kind of perform at its best yeah like you know how, m- how much food you need to eat you know your training volume and your, your nutrition really well you know you know the balance that you have for like your work versus your personal life and mm-hmm. you know how much you need to sleep every night and that sort of thing and it's like when you get that you function at a high level and you're productive and you're happy and you're in a good mood and and then you know you're kind of aware of how long you can go without that or what level that can kind of decrease Yeah, when you're maybe traveling or doing something else before you're like, all right, I need to kind of go back to my baseline to be healthy and function at a high level. And
2: Yeah, I got, I got something for you guys, actually. I think both of you would probably uh, be able to relate to this. A long time ago, I figured out, like, in order to, like, achieve, like, what you want or be able to function at your highest point, it's almost like I draw an analogy. It's like... Medusa, okay? So in I think in Greek mythology, it might have been Perseus, I think it was, who was sent to go kill Medusa. Mm. And, the, and his goal was to kill this beast, right? But he couldn't look at her.
0: Clash of the Titans.
2: Right, yeah. He could not look at her. He had to use a mirror to see her, to shoot right. her. So sure. it's kind of like, in order to achieve his goal, he had to not focus on his goal. Mm. He had to focus somewhere else. Mm. And then he got his goal somehow, mm. by chance. Mm. So it's like, you know, maybe my goal is to be able to do well, have a good writing session for my next program I'm writing, make good videos and have creative thoughts and feel good. But if you just keep forcing that, mm-hmm. that will burn you out. And a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people live their life going through the grind where are just like, oh, I just got to stay up until 2 a.m. and keep grinding on this to get it done. It's like, hey, why don't you just uh, eat right, sleep mm-hmm. right, uh, force yourself to rest, focus on your breathing, and then all of a sudden, Oh, you'll want to do that again, mm-hmm. and then you'll do it well. Mm-hmm. See, now I just achieve my goal by doing things
0: that have seem like you know they're like making the process a little bit more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do,
2: do, do you, you can relate though, right? Like yeah. maybe mm-hmm. your goal is to lift this much weight today. Mm-hmm. You know how you're going to get it? Are you going to get it by like going back in the gym and lifting the weights some more? Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be by doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's
1: like almost completely disassociated
2: with forcing like. I don't know. I've had
1: that personal experience. Like this has been the busiest business here in my yeah. life, and like, yeah. my main business went from you know having three, four main clients, and now mm-hmm. we have we, we. I I was personally responsible, along with my partner, to tracking down and closing four more deals. And these are like institutional lenders and banks and credit unions and like people that have billions of dollars at their disposal. Uh-huh. These are billion dollar companies that are dealing with us now. And it's like a very humbling experience because I learned along the way. in the same way that I actually just deadlifted 400 kilos it's the best deadlift of my life. And it's like, there's a comparison. And you nailed it. It's like you focus on everything else along the way. In business, I focus on providing the best product and service possible. Uh In the gym, I focus on being the absolute best at every one of the little lifts along the way, doing my program, and recovering as hard as possible and not it, it, to me one of the big things that i really focus on is de-stressing and what you're saying is really cool because i can really relate to that huh. too much travel too much almost cognitive disassociation from the task you want to be at. that you're yeah. really good at you want to be really good at writing your program how'd you sleep yeah are you, are you stressed because of your job are you fighting with your girlfriend is something wrong financially? Like the, the stressor, all the aggregate stressors of the world mm-hmm. are what are going to wear you down. And those are the things that are going to detract from your performance. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that if you're working a really tough job and you're not sleeping well and your nutrition's not really in check, you don't have to be perfect. But when you go to train that day and you can't pull that deadlift that you had planned there's probably a lot of contributing factors like
2: (laughs) it's not just because it was your deadlift it was because of everything else in your life Bro, you can
1: do whatever you want to yourself try and get dead to that goal but it's like athletics is holistic life is holistic business is holistic and it's like i think that what's getting lost in the conversation nowadays that irks me a little bit and then i really i love talking to people about this because i love the perspective and i liked your perspective a second ago john it was really cool and it's that there is almost like a cultural ethos going on there's this message going through social media going through the business world there's a lot of books and there's a lot of voices talking about the same thing it's like pursue your dream do it as hard as possible you can go home five six hours a night after your main job and do this thing and that thing and in the athletics world it's like i'll see people's programs people's programs are chock full of you know 50 different accessory exercises yeah. and you're doing too much volume and all this stuff and it's like the goal is the same in both of those like fallacies right yeah more, 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 more is better.
0: Add a hundred pounds to your deadlift in twelve weeks. You're not
1: gonna do it. <laughs> you're not gonna gain a hundred thousand dollars in recurring revenue to your business in twelve weeks either, unless you just really strike gold. Most of the time it's it's a big process. For you, you didn't just make juju pants overnight. That was years of tricking and putting yourself out there and suddenly years,
0: fifteen years. Yeah.
1: Right, it's the process, and the, the idea that there is overnight successes and overnight athletic transformations and people losing body fat and booty burners and all this crazy stuff that's come out nowadays that people are selling, it's like it takes a long time. Patience is the goal. Lack of stress is the goal. And yeah. keeping yourself from burning out is, I mean, I think that's like
0: the biggest one. Because you, you literally did what you liked to do because you enjoyed it, and you enjoyed it so much that you did it for 10 years before it sounds like you even made any money off of right it. i'd be i mean if
2: i like i said even if i had stopped making money of it right now i'd still do it yeah i yeah, love it you love this yeah. you're so
1: it's like yeah it's you're infectious to be around it's cool thank you well you're here <laughs> and you're like oh my god this guy just loves doing all this cool stuff and now it's like this is so enjoyable
0: yeah <laughs> and like it's fun it is fun fun stuff man it's great yeah (laughs) that's great man that's great so um, we're about uh we're about an hour in so i think i want to wrap up with one last question if you had any advice to give someone who's maybe they're working a job and maybe they had a a side project that they're really passionate about and you know they're not really sure how much they should put into it or you know or or, you know what they should kind of do if they should do that or do their job like what would be your biggest advice to someone who's in that position? I think Marcus uh, hit a good keyword on this, and that's holistic.
2: Uh, the word that your life is holistic. Mm-hmm. In a way, everything you do is kind of like feeds back into itself. You know, mm-hmm. I think all the different pieces and parts of your life, you need to figure out a way how they all work together Mm -hmm. to kind of build up to this like growth state. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like everything you do has a connection with something else. And the most tired you'll ever be is doing something that doesn't seem like it belongs with everything else with your path, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone has a path. I think a lot of people don't know what it is. But you kind of get clues to what it is just based on how you feel when you do things. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you do things, you'll get a lot of energy mm-hmm. from it. The work will energize you. Mm-hmm. Other times you'll do something and be like, well, you're just dragging your feet. Like, what the? F- what is the point of this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those are clues that tell you what your path is uh, to start with. But you know, like figuring out how everything is like working and, and together mm-hmm. and just like ecology of all the things you do. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like work and side. Mm-hmm. hustle or side interest or whatever mm-hmm. you know just kind of peel back for a second and be like you know what's the balance going on here where is this going mm-hmm. like if you really like what you do on the side mm-hmm. i mean would you do it without getting paid mm-hmm. if the answer is yes great keep, doing, keep it. doing it yeah but if your job is taking away from you ability to actually do almost any of that mm-hmm. then just get a new job mm-hmm. don't work a job you hate mm-hmm. you don't have to uh, you know you don't have to love the thing that makes you money first mm. of all that's that's always been a strong opinion of mine mm-hmm. is just get an okay job mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be great i agree it, yeah but you should never hate it you mm-hmm. know yeah uh, you know just the job i worked at Tider tech uh it was the company i worked for mm. you know it wasn't like my dream job yeah. i didn't love it but i was okay with it yeah. i was okay with it i liked it
1: you sometime. worked with
0: okay people yeah. and you went there and, and you know
1: out. i think that's okay i i, yeah. I actually agree with you because i think there's this there's this voice out there in the world now and it's, maybe it's society's voice that's yeah. barking like find your dream find your passion you walk into a WeWork, yeah and it's like do what you love and it's like yeah do what you love but maybe what you love is doing tricks in the backyard and uploading cool videos to the internet <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean you're going to make money on it right away and right. Like, if you do really cool and if not
2: there's nothing wrong with working for Tider tech Right, exactly. It's okay to have a normal job. Yeah. yeah. You know, a job that you're just okay with. You don't have to love your job. But Not
1: everybody's life is a yacht and a helicopter and mm a private jet.
2: Not everyone makes money doing the thing that they absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that when you do start doing the thing that you absolutely love, it can be hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know yeah for myself making content and videos and, mm-hmm. and posting on stories and mm-hmm. and whatever it's sometimes like can be challenging I don't want to fucking do this today mm-hmm. but I have to because mm-hmm. in order to get it to run in a way where it actually brings in the income at this point mm-hmm. I have to do more than I want to mm-hmm. but that's okay because if there's anything that I want to do that much of it would be this mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be that way mm-hmm. cuz I do get my rest breaks you mm-hmm. know I do get my time to recharge because that's when I do my best work is when I come back refreshed you know yeah. Yeah. so yeah i mean my biggest advice for anyone that's kind of like working a job and has this thing they like on the side mm-hmm. is just make sure that whatever job you're working is making it okay for you to continue doing the thing that you do on the side that you like so much. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to make money on that too, great. You have Mm -hmm. the best of both worlds, make a little bit of money doing that, make a little bit more money at your job and go from there. But I think, you know, wherever you're at, you're always going to be able to make yourself okay Uh or,
0: you know, good. Yeah. I think, I think for me, I, I, by career, I'm a registered nurse. I worked in hospitals for years, you know, in my mid twenties and, you know much like you i had a job that was okay i i was good at it you know it wasn't like you know damn i'm want to go to work every day yeah. you know there're good days bad days like it was i thought it was a valuable job to do mm-hmm. and i thought it was a job worth doing and there was like some you know bad days and good days and then i loved training and lifting on the side and that was something i was passionate for and personally i didn't intend on being here in this room right now i don't think really any of us did you know (laughs) and doing all the crazy stuff we're doing i just sort of did what i like to do on the side and i did it to a degree and i was passionate about it to a degree that other people noticed Mm -hmm. and then you know i got a little sponsorship and i said oh wow i'm making money for this thing that i like to do like that was the coolest couple hundred bucks i'd ever made it was made. pretty cool wasn't it that was that yeah that, that little tiny that bit first of money you get? i was like, like wow yeah <laughs> i was like whoa I'm, someone's paying me to lift a weight yeah get the hell out of here uh-huh. and 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 i thought i was the coolest person and and then you know that segued into a little more and a little more and like you know, the concept of momentum and like, for me, success kind of begets success because when you get rewarded for doing good at something, it's like, you want to do even better at it. And then it builds and it snowballs. And before I know it, you know, my sort of, for me, the way I was able to mold nursing and the schedule, I was able to kind of like shift the balance and it kind of seesawed financially. More in terms of like the passion and lifting and yeah. nutrition and all this stuff and and I started kind of like oh, did the same evaluation that you did like damn am I am I losing money by not doing more of this and yeah. doing this thing yeah. and it's just like and it almost seemed like I wasn't trying to make it happen it's almost like it kind of happened on its own mm-hmm. just be just as a nature of me being passionate for something and then I find myself like. You know trying to keep up with my nursing license because now i'm running a, a business right now that that is um you know centered around this thing that i wasn't even planning on that i was going to be doing right now and it's such a interesting experience and it's kind of you know it's 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 interesting and it's exciting and and it's crazy because like who out of any of us could have said 10 years ago that we planned on that we'd be doing this thing that you'd be you know lifting almost 900 pounds or that i'd never thought i'd run my own business or you know you're building an an athlete's playground with you know all kinds of crazy implements and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's a it's a crazy, like, it, it, life's crazy, man. Life's a crazy <laughs> freaking journey. Um, but, yeah, with that, um, I'll go, we'll go ahead and wrap up this podcast. So, Juju, thank you so much for having us out. It was a pleasure. And I think I speak for all of us when I say we can't wait for things to be complete so we can come <laughs> back and do i have a <laughs> lot of new cool toys when you guys come back. I have. Oh, Marcus, go ahead. There's if we come there.
1: back. Please don't make me run a mile again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make
2: you run the mile, and you didn't run it. You well, walked it. It was still tough. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right, my my cat will be here waiting for you next time you next, come back. Next Sputnik, time, you're my man. Sputnik love my cat, indoor cat Sputnik loves Marcus. Next yeah, time, yeah, we've, if, we've got a good thing going. Maybe Sputnik maybe about.
0: if you have a foam pit, we'll make him backflip into the foam. I'll pit. do that. <laughs> i'll do
1: that like, you know what maybe i'll just bring better shoes next time because i tried to do that in sabo deadlift shoes that are made in russia and they are completely unforgiving there is nothing nice to your feet about
2: those yeah shoes. that was insane oh no they'll hurt your feet the bottoms of them if you jump on them oh yeah wait. Mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: one last thing judy plug your instagram your youtube all that
2: yeah instagram slash jujimufu j-u-j-i-m-u-f-u uh youtube slash jujimufu j-u-j-i-m-u-f-u and my website jujimufu.com which is also spelled the same way (laughs) (laughs) what all kinds of stuff do you have on there i sell the world's best selection of smelling salts which is ammonia based stuff compounds for Ah. you know uh we've uh, had many
0: we had many experiences with it is no joke
2: Oh, they're fun! It's <laughs> fun. It's a lot of fun stuff. It's good for all. Ath- it's good for most athletes. All strength athletes, for the most part. Oh, yeah. uh, if you're a uh, high diver, uh, I don't know if I'd recommend it. <laughs> 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 or uh, I could think maybe like an
0: archery. I would love it's, to see Probably that.
2: not help you with that, but it's going to help you lift a lot of weight and do some flips and
0: stuff. Definitely not a musician.
2: I would love to see a poker player. <laughs> He's yeah, sponsored by
0: Ah, uh, and, uh,
1: and he's at a tournament. He's just geeked out. He's just smiling. crying over oh, there, like looking. I'm at his all ads. in. Yeah, it's like, oh, that idea. You didn't even look at your cards.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I also sell uh, programs, uh, books, and uh, uh, a pair of pants. that sell very well. Which I got to give you a pair, of Marcus i'm i've been looking forward to that for so long mm-hmm. they have an ammonia inhalant pocket on the front actually there's Did- a small pocket i put on the front this offset from the crotch for a little cap for two ampules exactly two ampules It yes. was specced to fit two ampules the reason <laughs> Are i put you it yeah no i'm serious it's also good for putting your wedding ring in but uh, uh the I pocket I, I had the pocket placed there because i put an ammonia inhale it in my back pocket on a pair of workout pants one time and sat on it and it felt like my butt got (laughs) stung by a bee (laughs) and so i was like i want an ammonia inhalant pocket in these pants but i know where it's not going to go because you're going to sit down which area of your body is not going to get touched usually your crotch mm. you know oh it's right there offset it looks pretty good it's a small i can zipper. keep all
1: sorts of cool stuff in there yeah
2: rings and drugs and drugs you know small pills you know i don't,
1: I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i'll keep my vitamin c capsules in there okay and fish oils fish right. oils yeah or oh, vitamin d it's
2: gonna be real fun when you forget that they're in there and throw them in the wash <laughs> <laughs> Just your your
0: cat comes and starts trying to snick and uh, Ian's and probably going to keep like little
1: like Ziploc pouches of like liver in there or yeah. dried kidney or something yeah. or like a cow heart or yeah. sacrificial goat head.
2: Will yeah. it be the sacrificial goat head pouch? <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: and with God. that, point. I think we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much Thanks for everybody. having
0: us. Thank you for having us. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, that is episode four. Adios, guys.